Welcome to Digital Hospitality. I am your host, Sean Walchef. This is a Cali BBQ Media production. Every single week we talk about our ongoing thesis, digital hospitality. Every business needs to be digital first and every business needs to be in the hospitality business. One of the things we love to do every week is talk about smartphone storytelling. We have literally turned our barbecue business into a media business, and we have done that on the backs of the smartphone, learning how to take photos, take videos, produce audio, write words, and put them on the internet on all these different digital playgrounds. So we're so fortunate that you guys are joining us. If you're a first-time listener, first-time watching this on YouTube, welcome to the show. We've got an incredible show because we have an expert in the field of YouTube and video storytelling. Um, Jaycation, it's JJ Manikis, who is the host of Jaycation TV. Um, Jay actually came out to our restaurant. He sent me an email when I was in Bulgaria. I spent a month in Bulgaria, the longest trip I've ever taken away from the restaurant. I was with my wife and my kids in the village. My wife lives uh, in a village or her family lives in a village just outside of Vratza. That's the city. Uh, we were in the village, but we have Internet access. And one of the things we talk about on this show is if you have Internet access, you can tell stories about whatever you care about, whatever your passion is, whatever pulls you out of the bed in the morning. You can start creating content around that and actually build a business like Jay is going to tell us about. Um, dude, Jay, welcome to the show, man. Sean, first of all, man, thanks for having me on. And, you know, when I did email you, you came right back at me within like <laughs> an hour or two. And literally, like, your people over at your restaurant are so awesome. We're so welcoming. Ian was great. And, like, it, it was like you were there, but you weren't. You thank were in Bulgaria. you. And, uh, yeah, thank you for that. And the video, I felt, turned out great. It was phenomenal. So Jay has over 6.6 million channel views on Jaycation TV. We'll put links in the show notes so you guys can subscribe to his channel. But what's even more impressive than the 6.1 million or the 42,000 subscribers that he's amassed in a very quick amount of time, it's the community that he's building. He literally put this video of the top five barbecue restaurants in San Diego, came out to Cali Barbecue, did a full uh, video of our tailgater. He worked with Ian work with Steven, all the team out there did an incredible job giving him the VIP treatment, which we'll get into that in a little bit about restaurant owners and how they need to start to understand what an Instagram influencer is, what a Yelp uh, elite is, what a YouTuber is, and understand new media as opposed to old media and these press opportunities that they're getting, um, which kind of a lot of restaurant owners don't understand. And then those, those opportunities get past them. But Nonetheless, Jay came out, he did this incredible video, and it already has over 62,000 views. Less than a month, it already has over 62,000 views. What's even more impressive is that Yelp elites, Yelp Instagram influencers have come to our restaurant and digitally shared their visit. And they have tens of thousands of followers. So it's like it's this compounding effect when you have a strong community, when people are supporting your craft, the work that you're doing, the content that you're creating. And for us, like, I mean, I screenshot the Yelp five star review and send it to you on Instagram. Be like, dude, this is amazing. I can't believe, you know what kind of an actual influence you are because people throw around the world word influence actually we're launching a podcast called restaurant influencers it will be our second podcast we're going to dive deeper into that but i want to talk specifically about community and we'll start with when did you decide i want to be a youtuber because i'll tell a quick story that i was thinking about before we started recording 
I was reading a book about digital marketing, marketing the digital age. And I was take, I took my wife, I think it was like an anniversary. I took her to Rancho Valencia, which um, I'm sure you know where it is in San Diego. It's one of the nicest resorts. My old tennis coach, he's the head coach there. So he got us a deal to get her a massage. But I was sitting by the pool and I was reading this book. It's talking about, you know, email marketing, website, blogging. And then it started talking about podcasting. And literally at that moment, I circled that podcast, the story that he told of like some, somebody that owns a surfboard company in, in, you know, a different part of the country, creating a podcast, adding value through storytelling. I circled that and I go, we're podcasting. It was at that exact moment where I said, we're podcasting, which is how you're hearing us now. I'm sure we would have gone, you know, further down the line, we would have uh, started podcasting, but it was at that moment at Rancho Valencia, me circling that in the book going, we will podcast. Um, when was your YouTube moment when you said, I'm all in on YouTube. Well, this is going to blow your mind because I started thinking about my YouTube channel as an idea back in 2013. Oh my uh, goodness. 2013, was, really? It was 2013. I was going on a morning run in Barcelona watching the sunrise. And I was like, I want to like share my adventures and my travel adventures with the world. And I haven't been like, I come from a background of television, film, and media uh, from San Diego State, and I, I wasn't using my editing skills. Uh, I, I used to work for the Chargers for 11 seasons, and I yes. was still with them back in 2013. And I said, I need to start getting my editing skills back into, it's like, you know, I just need to dust off my skills. Yeah. So it still took two years for me to start that YouTube channel. And then I got <laughs> shy. I got shy. Um, so why I, did you get shy? You know, I was still working for the team. So, okay. and, and, and back, back in 2015, it's crazy that I'm saying back in 2015, It was a long time ago. Um, 2015 was a long, we were catering for the chargers in 2015. We were, yeah, we were, man. we were lucky to have the opportunity to go and get a pay and get a check from an NFL team to bring our barbecue feed Antonio Gates. I mean, it was one of the greatest highlights of, of running a barbecue restaurant and, you know, it was a long time ago, but I didn't have kids back then. So yeah, it was a long time ago. It was crazy. And, you know, you, you start thinking like, you know, are people going to judge you about it? What, you know, and, and all that stuff, it takes a while to build that confidence. Like, Imposter the confidence syndrome, I have, for yeah, sure. That confidence I have now, I did not have back then. And it, and it was, it's, it's a marathon and, and I was in it for the love from the start. And uh, yeah. So when I started it, I did. So it was on the run in Barcelona. I was, it was on a run in Barcelona. I said, you know what? And then my hashtag was Jaycation. <laughs> that, that, that was the hashtag for that trip with, really? with my friends. And I was like, okay, well, maybe I could turn that into a channel. So I, I claimed Jaycation and all that stuff on YouTube. And it just took a while, man. It's a process to like gain that, that confidence and that the way you want to pre present yourself on, sure. on social media. So uh, I didn't go all in per se, until I left the Chargers and moved to Barcelona. I actually ended up moving to Barcelona. No way, you really? Three years later, yeah. So you were compelled to go back to the place where you actually knew that this was going to be your path. Exactly. Wow. I, and, and I ended up, uh, you know, I knew that it was time for me to make a change. Um, I knew the team was about to move. So uh, I ended up going to Barcelona to teach English. But the real reason why I did that was because I wanted a excuse to start my YouTube channel. And I was yep. like, what better way than to start my YouTube channel than move halfway around the world and learn these new experiences and put them on my YouTube channel. 
So now, uh, the first videos that you were doing, because this is always fascinating for me when I talk to small business owners about using video, using their smartphone, going in selfie mode, because you can tell stories literally without using voice. Like, you know, the most famous TikToker has over 100 million followers and he doesn't say anything. Exactly. You know, he's just he's just storytelling. But when did you decide that it was going to be you in front of the camera? Because that's really, you know, going into selfie mode is really when you go all in, you know, oh, yeah. you're like, it's full judgment. I'm putting myself entirely <laughs> out there for the internet to see. Tell I, me about that process. I, I mean, from the get go, I wanted, I wanted to be in front of the camera from the start. Like my whole goal working in the NFL was to eventually be like a, like a, on a website reporter, be yeah. like, you know, for the sideline reporter, yeah, yeah. sideline reporter, or just like a, a local news anchor. Yep. But you know, it pivoted, it pivoted through the years. I like travel. I like seeing the world and, and me coming up with these itineraries and experiencing things um, that people that, you know, that live in San Diego have never seen. I, I wanted to show that to them that like, Hey, there's more than just what we have here. Yeah. And it's funny because it kind of the silver lining is my channel blew up because of San Diego, because of San Diego, because of your home base. That's how the channel blew up. So tell tell me about the process early on, because I love, you know, Sam, the cooking guy has become a close friend of the show. He's a close friend of my family. You know, he's one of my media mentors and he always talks about I mean, he had his channel for seven years. Yep. Seven years, you know, they were putting videos up there with really no rhyme or reason to how him and his son, Max, were putting you were putting these videos together until they looked at the analytics and until they started a schedule. When did it click for you where you actually started actually gaining traction, building community? I think it really only started when the pandemic hit. And a couple of months after I started, I said, I'm going to start doing videos of San Diego and micro like like the smaller communities so i'll do a video on carlsbad i'll do a video on oceanside down on imperial beach so i i came up with the idea of since i'm not going anywhere from san diego i wasn't able to travel because of the pandemic i decided i'm going to do 17 beach towns from oceanside to imperial beach and then i started noticing hey there's a lot of locals or a lot of people that do want to see san diego that are commenting on this video and i was like okay this might be something uh, I can keep doing while I'm, you know, within the pandemic and not able to travel. And then January hits and I do a hidden gems video that now has almost 200,000 views. Amazing. And and my channel goes from, I don't know, I probably had 12, 13,000 and it goes up to like, I don't know, 28, 29,000 within within a month or two. Amazing. January, February, my channel just ended up blowing up. And because of one piece of content, it was because of that. Yeah, that that hidden gems video and me setting myself up with all the San Diego content. I kind yep. of put myself into the, that niche, the San Diego, the San Diego travel and food guy. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And then after that, the rest of the year, I, I started I mean, this year, I started doing more list videos of San Diego, you know, best barbecue in San Diego, yep. best California burritos. Um and that's what people liked. And I started noticing the, the San Diego community and people from LA, people from Las Vegas starting to watch my channel. And I was like, wow. And I started looking at the analytics, the demographics. And I was like, wow, I'm building a big Southern California following or people that want to come to Southern California or locals that don't 
quite know about certain places that haven't learned or, about or they like to see yeah. local places highlighted exactly you no know, it's like because they're part of the story it's like that's my taco shop like mm -hmm. I told you that's my taco shop. See, Jay, Jay put proof to what I've been telling you all these years. That's why I keep supporting that taco shop. Now look at it. And then now look at all these other people that are going to come and support it. It's really cool. It's crazy. Like I did Mike's Taco Club in, yep. in um, Ocean Beach. And I went there. I brought another YouTuber there for, for his video. And literally I'm walking in and this, this uh, lady comes up to me and says, I didn't think I'd ever see you here, but we're here because we watched your video. And, then, okay. and that, that tripped me out because like, you know, I'm here at a random day in a random hour. And, and she came, came over to me and was like, Hey, and, and you know what? You're right. It is a great California burrito. And that's what I want to highlight. I don't want to say like, you know, I want to highlight all the San Diego businesses in, in a good way sure. and, and bring them, bring them as much business as they can, because, you know, you know how the, the pandemic was. <laughs> Absolutely. Was well, I mean, I, what's interesting to me is when people, when you, when you dive into what you love and you start sharing your craft and you start honing in on your craft, where did you find resources in order to build your channel? Like, were you looking on YouTube for other YouTubers that were sharing best secrets of how to build a channel? Or were you listening to podcasts or were you reading books? I mean, you talking to other YouTubers, what, what, what did you do? What was your strategy? Oh, it's definitely a mix of everything. Yeah. Um, I have a good friend. He has a channel, um, a New York channel. It's called Here Be Bar. And we both started at the same time, 2015-ish. We became Facebook friends. We were on like a Facebook, YouTube travel vlogger group. And, you know, we'd, we'd chat every now and then on, on Facebook just casually. Yeah. And then eventually we met at, a vid at VidCon in Anaheim. And that's when we actually became friends and like kind of bonded for the first time. But now we talk every day. His channel ends up blowing up. He's got like 210,000 subscribers. Wow. And, um, and, he, and that's all because instead of doing world travel, he started doing New York travel and he's <laughs> from New York. Wow. Right. So we kind of, and I kind of like followed his footsteps with, you know, going back to San Diego and starting to focus on San Diego content. So um, me and him talk every day, talk about the analytics, you know, retention, how long people are watching these videos, you know, when, when you should put an ad in a video. So like when, what is, what is, talk, talk us through the strategy. I mean, what have you learned? What have you learned not to do? What, what do you not do now that you did in the beginning that you guys both kind of collaborate and go, oh, we're not going to do that. Ooh, what I don't do is I try not to go off topic on the video too much like you know you still want to show your personality but if you're doing something that's totally different than like like i do a best barbecue video and <laughs> if i put a freaking me eating ice cream or something yeah that's not even part of you know i'm, I'm not highlighting your peach cobbler over at cali that, so. but that's key too because when you're talking about content you're talking about storytelling there's an expectation and what Sam has explained to me and what I've you know researched and talked with Stover, my producer, about is so much of YouTube, it's it's less about how many subscribers you have, it's your watch time. Yep. Literally, these platforms make their money based off of ads. So their ability to show the ad, the better the content, the more willing I am as a consumer that's watching it, going, I really want to know the best barbecue in San Diego. So all of a sudden, if I, you're telling me the top three places and then you're ready to get to the next two and then you start talking about, you know, acai bowls, I'm going to be like, what happened, Jay? 
Exactly. Like, what happened? I thought you were going to get to the other two two barbecue spots. Yeah, you have to really stay focused in on the topic that you're you're doing, or if you don't deliver it, someone's going to click away. So you just have to understand, like, okay, you you can show your personality and show like you know your life, but it's not. This is not a daily vlog that I'm doing, right? It's, yes. It's a guide. So I, I, I learned that I have to do that. I have to make So do you do both? Do you do content-based guide lists as well as a daily vlog? I don't do a daily vlog, but, you know, I used to mess around with that stuff, like, especially when I was in Barcelona. And I uh -huh. learned that, like, quickly, like, yeah, people see your personality a little more but it doesn't necessarily get you the views or the watch you need, time. You need to add value to someone. Like what is, yes. what's in it for me? Yeah. What's in it for you? It's like, it's yeah. not just me screwing around, going to a bar, drinking Spanish <laughs> beer. You know, that's not what, you know, that's not what's going to get more views. And, and when you start realizing, you know, when I start realizing this is more of a, you know, I, it, it, for me to su succeed, it's more of a business and I have to hone in more of a focus with a niche then I, that's when I learned that like, okay, now I know how to do these videos, how to craft it from beginning, middle, end, because it's, it is, it's still a story. Even if it's a travel guide, it's still a story. Sure. And, you know, I, I studied guys like, uh, like Anthony Bourdain, of course, because he's, you know, he's the creme de la creme, right. Yep. Of, of travel. And, uh, there's a guy named Zane Lamprey. I don't know. Do you know Zane Lamprey? I don't know Zane. He's is a, he... com he's a comedian. Okay. That hosted a show on Mark Cuban's uh, HD channel. Okay. Uh, it's called Three Sheets. Three Sheets. Have I think heard I've of heard that? of it. Actually, I have heard of it. Yeah. It's, it's a drinking show where he goes yeah, all no, around the world. I've definitely, I definitely know who yeah. you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then he finds a hangover cure, like a, like a hangover <laughs> meal at the end of the show to figure out how, you know, and he talks about the drinking cultures of different countries, but he really influenced me. Cause I like to drink beer and yep. I like to incorporate that with my videos. A lot of good beer in San Diego. Uh, tons of it. And, uh, yeah. and then I had, I even had your slam DA, your slam Diego drink, your cocktail. slam Diego cocktail. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I mean, for, for us, it's just, we love the fact that we're living in the greatest time to be in business because of our smartphone, because of the internet, because of these platforms, like we don't need to go and build a platform for video distribution. Literally all of the platforms are all trying to catch up to YouTube. You know, TikTok is trying to catch up to YouTube, Instagram reels. Like it's now focused solely. They want video, you know, like if you go onto Instagram now, take a look. I mean, 80% of my feed is videos. You know, it's much yep. less images than it was before. And there's a reason for that. It's you're, you're showing a story, you're telling a story and the better the story, the more compelling the content, the longer that you stay on the platform. Uh, tell, tell me about the, the video editing process. Are you using any, any kind of software to edit your videos? Cause you do all the, all the actual camera work yourself. Oh yeah. I'm uh, I, I've been using final cut pro X since 2016. Um, it's funny, like right before I logged on here, I was I was editing, uh, <laughs> editing a, video a video for tomorrow. <laughs> there you go. So do you have a regular schedule? Um, I try to post Saturday and Sunday. That's when I noticed a lot of my um, viewers tend to watch my edited videos. OK, and that's when I get the most the most traction, because for YouTube, when you post a video, the first 24 hours, the algorithm is going to decide if it's going to push it or not. Not even the first 24 hours. It might even be the first hour. You wow, know, like, really? So so you really need your video to launch. 
Like you need a strong uh, uh, sprint off the gate, you know, yep. like if, if you don't, that video might not even make it to the end uh, to where you want it to go. So um, it really is important for you, for a YouTuber to have that video launch from the start. So there's ways to, there's different strategies, whether you premiere it. So you're engaging with your, with your audience and your community. That's a pretty cool thing you can do because then you're live while they're watching it and they're like, Hey, Jay's, Jay's here talking about it. That's mm -hmm. really cool. Um, and there's other ways that you can uh, promote it, whether it's on Instagram, on Instagram reels, Instagram stories. So yeah, I, I use, you know, my focus is 95% YouTube. Okay. That's all I focus on. My Instagram, I've been making more of an effort to grow it, but yep. only because I want it to be um, something that I can use, a tool I can use for people to drive to, come to over drive engagement back to, to YouTube for to sure. YouTube. Yeah. Yep. So that's what I, that's what I my focus is on. So yeah. So what about TikTok? TikTok, not as much. Um, the editing is just so, so long on that. Like, even though they're short form videos, mm -hmm. um, I can see the, uh, people tell me like, Hey, if you hire somebody and, and cut your videos for TikTok, that may help you. And then I was like, yeah, maybe in the future for yeah, sure. When you, when you can afford it. Yeah. When I can afford it. But, uh, for now, like I believe my focus on YouTube is working for, for me, for my growth. Yep. And, um, so that's where I'm at right now with that. So Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, all that stuff. That's all just promotion for my YouTube. So let's give some practical advice to any small business owner that's listening to this when an influencer reaches out. So number one, you have to be, you have to know that they reached out because, because so many influencers, they'll send a DM on Instagram and maybe somebody that's running their social channel, they're not actively watching it. You know, so much of what we do is in real life is real time. Like we're not, you know, how long, how long, when did you, you send me an email, what, four days before you came out, something like that? Hey, yeah, three or four yeah. days. Before three I or four out. days. Yeah, correct. Which so is fun. typically, you know, how we, how we schedule life, right? Exactly. Like, I don't schedule anything a week. I don't have no idea what's happening next week. I barely can get, a, we're recording this today's Friday. I don't even know what's happening on Saturday and Sunday. I have to check with my wife. Oh man, exactly. <laughs> All I know, I, what I have to do these next two days is sit my ass down and edit. Edit. So how long, how long does it take you to, to edit a video? Oh man, it depends. It really does. A video like the best barbecue in San Diego. I mean, that at least took me 12 to 16 hours to get done. Wow. And that's just sitting in front of the computer and editing it. That's wow. not the, that's not the four days that I took going out to, to, to the create the content and create sure. the content. So um, that's kind of what I've been trying to do with my San Diego content lately is film throughout the week and then Friday, Saturday, edit, and then Sunday, put it out on a Sunday. So, so every you're doing, you're posting one piece of pillar content a week. Is that, that's what you're at for right San now? Diego. For, for San oh, Diego, for, yeah. And what so about I, for the other, for the other? Um, one, one day would be Vegas. One day would be San Diego content. Okay. So I, I batch film when I go to Vegas. So I go to Vegas once a month and um, that just helps me too with my growth as well, because a lot of people like seeing Vegas content. For sure. So tell me about at what point are you already having brands reach out to you to come hotels, reach out to you, people that have products, like at what point in your YouTube journey did you start getting that traction and where based off of what you know of all the YouTubers that you know and what you've researched, it only gets exponential as you start oh, yeah. to grow the space. 
You know, you know what's funny, Sean, is back in 2016, I only had about 150 subscribers. And, you know, I come from a PR background. You know, I worked game days in PR. So I knew how to like craft media kits and all that stuff. And I reached out to Philadelphia just about uh, a visit Philadelphia, the, the tourism bureau. Oh, just about, you know, hey, I'm going there. I'd like to know a few things that you'd like me to highlight if I were to do a travel guide. And very early on, the, the, the director over there came back to me and was like, hey, do you want to come back in three months? We're, we're doing a press trip. <laughs> and I'm like, wow, I have 150 subscribers and I'm just starting here. And Philadelphia, one of the bigger it's cities unbelievable. in the U.S., trusts me to do be on a press trip and do YouTube videos. Isn't that amazing? Amazing. Like it's that gave me it's, confidence. It's unbelievable. I mean, I think that like if anybody listening to this podcast, the amount of opportunity that is out there, if you are creative, if you're willing to share your story, you don't even need to be able to do videos. You just need to be willing to do the work because yep. so many places need content. Every single person, every single brand, every single city, every single restaurant, every single bar they need content to fill all of these channels. And it's even better when somebody knows what they're doing and is willing to do the work. And then exactly. once you go and you do the work, they go, oh, my God, Jay did a phenomenal job. Why don't we have him come out again? Exactly. In Vegas. Why don't he why doesn't he come out again? And then the word gets out. Well, who's doing all these incredible videos for you? Because guess what? Anybody that's that owns a restaurant, if they're not letting you come in and getting giving them the VIP treatment back to how we actually started this podcast, mm -hmm. it's like. The work that you're doing, the storytelling that you're doing, because it's your craft, it makes it so much more powerful than, you know, as much as we love our local news and we've been so fortunate to be on just every single news channel there is in San Diego, like that's not what their focus is. You just yeah. said you spent 16 hours editing the video. Like they're doing the news. So they, when we go on the news channel, there is no editing. Like they're just going to throw that piece of that segment up, which is great. Yep. I'm not discounting it. It's phenomenal. I'm grateful to be in that opportunity. But when you have a YouTuber, when you have somebody that's a blogger, when you have somebody that is creating Instagram reels and they reach out to you as a small business owner, the answer is yes. It's fuck yes. Oh, yeah, definitely. And, and you know, one thing I would say to other business owners, you know, not just here around town, but all over the world yeah. is... Of course, you still got to watch a couple of their videos and some of their content because, you know, you never know. There's a few right. people out there that's probably that that may put out negative sure. BS that you don't want Correct. you don't want out. So, you know, you still got to police it a little bit. But at the same time, you're going to want the positive ones and the ones that that are going to bring you, well, the, you know, I mean, what you just said, the best part is that there's it, it's just digital proof. I mean, Google does all the work for you. And even if you only have 150 subscribers, you can see where you are in your craft, who mm -hmm. you are based off of those videos that you have online. You could have yeah. one video. It's That's crazy. all you need. It's exactly. literally one. You could have one article. <laughs> I, I asked the lady uh, um, that brought me over from Philadelphia to Philadelphia on that press trip. I said, like, why, why did you choose me as the one YouTuber to come over here and highlight your city. And she was like, well, when you sent me that email and you, you sent me your media kit, even though your numbers aren't there yet, like the attitude that you have and the way you're, you're purveying yourself into the camera and what you want to show is right along the lines, what we want to do. And, and I was like, that's really cool that you, you, you would say that because back then my videos, in my opinion, now they're, they're super cringy, 
but that's correct. <laughs> but you have to start, right? You have, you have to, to start, start somewhere. Cring- you have to start cringy. Yeah. If you don't, everybody starts cringy. You're not going to get comfortable. You'll never get comfortable. I mean, you'll live, you'll live in fear. And that's, you know, one of the things that we try to get people that are listening to this podcast is just getting over the fear. You know, it's like, there's so much opportunity out there. If you're willing to just look stupid, like you have to be willing to look stupid and know that, well, I'll look a little bit less stupid tomorrow. And then I'll look a little bit less stupid. And it's, it's less even about the content than it is the skill set of actually doing it and publishing it. Exactly. Because by doing it and publishing it, it motivates me to go, well, we need to do that a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Like, how do we make that a little bit better the next time we publish? Yeah, and that's, that's the way I look at it. So when I'm, when I'm editing, I say like, okay, how can I get my ums, my butts and my so's out of there, <laughs> right? And how can, I, how can I, you know, figure out how to not say that when I'm actually delivering it in front of the camera? And, you know, that's stuff that I think about for myself when it comes to improving. Sure. As a podcaster, it's one of the things that I try to work on is my vocabulary, my diction. How do I present my tone of voice? How do I stay on topic? How do I because what we're going to do and everyone knows that listens to this podcast that follows us on social is we're going to cut this for Instagram. We're going to cut it for TikTok. We're going to cut it for Facebook. We're going to cut it on on LinkedIn. Ian's going to write an article. Stover's going to produce it like we have a whole process of what we do to make this pillar content into micro content, you know, and then we repurpose that content as Jcation grows and you have 3 million YouTube subscribers, 10 million YouTube subscribers, hundred million. We're going to go look at, look at the interview that we had and look at what Jay and I were thinking about back in 2021 when, you know, this, he was at this point of his career and we, our podcast was at this point. Exactly. And, and that's amazing. It's, it's so fun to like do things like this. And then a few years later you revisit it and you're like, wow, we're in such a different place. Yes. And, I mean, uh, that's exactly, you know, the, the fun of us launching, we started a three TikTok 33 challenge, basically with some other um, hospitality podcasters, chef Jensen Cummings and Kyle and Sarah and Stover has been running our at Cali barbecue account. And I've been doing at Sean Walchef at Sean P Walchef. And we're, I'm going back to old clips and I'm, I'm like, holy shit, look how far we've come. But for me, like, I wouldn't have the reason to do that if I wasn't putting myself out there willing to look, you know, ridiculous. It's not only willing to look ridiculous, but it's to test what's working and what's not working. Um, When you're looking at your YouTube strategy and you're tagging your videos or you're titling your videos, how do you go about that process? So tagging and titling, that's something I really take pride in. (laughs) The SEO, the back, the, the backstage stuff that really does end up helping you in, in like make or break is your title and your thumbnail on YouTube. Okay. Simple thumbnail. as that. Tell me about the thumbnail. Let's, let's talk about the YouTube thumbnail. All right. So why so is the, it important? The thumbnail is if there's somebody that's not even subscribed to you, uh, you got not even half a second to gain their attention. Right. And if they're the YouTube's the second largest and uh, search engine in the world, right? If somebody's looking for the best barbecue in San Diego, you know, you're going to want an enticing picture there. Right. So, so I was like, okay, from the get go, I'm like, I need an enticing picture. And you provided that for me, Sean, you gave (laughs) me the tailgater, a bunch of meats on a tray. And it just looked like a, it it is, it's a beast of a feast of meat. Correct. And I was like, all right, I need to put this in the thumbnail. And that's, that's what the picture turned out. I just held out the, 
the thing, the the tray, and that was that was it. But then you actually, but the graphics are important as well. Oh yeah, the graphics, the text, because we always they always say it's you don't judge a book by its cover. Well, on the internet, you judge a book by the thumbnail. Oh yeah, and and <laughs> I I realized I had to become more consistent with my text on my thumbnail. So now it's like my you know San Diego colors to me is powder blue and gold. Yep. I don't I don't you know I don't care if that team moved up north. That's our <laughs> colors. That's San Diego colors. Correct. I I'm that's my favorite like powder blue is my color. So I was like okay that's gonna be my that's gonna be my uh, theme my color theme for my text on my on my thumbnails for everything and 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 when i decided that and i became more consistent with the text and my text looks the same that's when i realized you know more success more, more people, success more clicks so, so so tell me more about the the titles the titles titles I mean, that, titles and tags let's go youtube titles and tags so so when it comes to titles you know you want to see what else is out there right you don't you, i don't like I don't want, I'm not the type of person that wants to, I want to do my own type of video, right? I don't want to copy anyone else's content, but you have to look when you're, after you edit the video, you have to look at the search and see what people are clicking on with, with, in relation to that. Right. So, you know, best barbecue in San Diego, I'm going to type that in. I'm going to see what, what, what there is and see what works, what's on the top. And I was like, okay. So basically that's what, how I came up with it. I'm just like, okay, best barbecue in San Diego. And then the tags, you got to like, kind of, you know, you get 300 characters, something like that. I forgot how many characters you get on Facebook, on YouTube. Um, there's a max amount of, you know, but you fill all the characters. I fill, fill them the all up, yeah. but it's like, you know, best barbecue in San Diego, San Diego barbecue, you know, uh, Cali comfort and all that stuff. You want to have that there. I mean, it doesn't mean as much, but mm -hmm. it helps. It helps because, you know, when people are searching and somebody puts Cali comfort and then I put that down there is I'm going to show up at the top. Yep. So, so I look at YouTube and then I also look at Google. What, what are people searching on Google and um, in, in relation to the video and I formulate a plan and, and the keywords and the titles in regards to those two search engines, because are, those are the two top search engines. So that's how I so do it. <laughs> one of the things, one of the things I'm always fascinated with is especially as a brand or someone like yourself, you start to scale and you have so many people that are engaging with your content. How hard is it to respond to their comments? And do you respond to every comment? That is what's a, your strategy? That is a great question. And, um, it is getting very hard. Very <laughs> I, I, I know Sam can't. It's literally impossible. And, and, and I, we're I talking about bad. thousands, thousands of comments. I feel bad because it's 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 tough. But like, you know, sometimes I just want to acknowledge them. So yeah. there's a if you give them a heart, that means it's a really like, you know, a great comment, a heart. So and they'll actually some of them will even get an email that you got your your comment got hearted. So, you know, every, I try to make an effort on my, on my phone, if I'm not doing anything to, to comment on the, uh, to reply back, especially the day of the posting of that video. Yeah. yeah um, Cause that'll help. Right. Yeah. That really helps. That helps drive the engagement and that helps the algorithm. Their algorithms like, Hey, there's a lot of engagement in this video. We got to push this up. Um, another thing that I do is I live stream once a week at least. And that's more of a midweek thing for me. 
um, when I'm home in San Diego. So I choose a certain spot in San Diego each week, a different community, and I'll live stream there for an hour or two hours. And oh, that really? Helps, that long? That Yeah, that long. And it helps me engage with my live streaming audience because there's a different audience for, for live streamers and for live streaming and for my guides or my, uh, my normal videos. Some of them will, you know, they'll, they'll mesh over, you know, they'll seep over to the other, mm -hmm. but um, that also helps me stay in contact with my real fans, my real viewers. I mean, I'm not saying the people that don't watch the live streams aren't real fans. I'm just saying that like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, for sure. Well, I mean, it, it what you said they are two different types of people mm -hmm. the people that are on the platform and they're excited that you're live streaming because they can literally become part of the conversation exactly like i i was on you came to pick up food barbecue from our restaurant for your dad's birthday and uh -huh. then you went live in the back backyard and yep. i joined i i joined the live stream at the end but like i could see all the people commenting and you guys commenting with them that's community Exactly. You know, that, that's literally building and fostering the community. And that is different than somebody that's watching it on demand, which is on their own time when they want to. Exactly. And, and you know what, even if that video, they weren't on that video live, they can watch it after yep. and comment after. So uh, yep. um, that's my strategy is keeping in touch with the community at least once a week on a live. And one, the thing that I like a lot about what, like the best comment I get, the best feedback I get from people on that, on that chat is, wow, you really make an effort to, to read all the comments and answer all the comments. Like sometimes I'll, I try not to acknowledge bad ones, but sometimes, you know, sure. You gotta, you gotta, <laughs> you gotta throw some back. Absolutely. You gotta throw a little salt back <laughs> you gotta, there. Yeah. You gotta throw a little salt without putting anyone down, but at the same time, you gotta defend yourself, right. As a, as a person on social media, you don't want to be someone that's bullied. So that's right. No, you have to stand up for yourself. You for sure. Stand up sometimes. That's right. Yeah. We know all about standing up for ourselves. We've been trolled plenty for supporting the the Chargers as they move to Los Angeles. Hey, but you know, like I don't, but <laughs> but you know, I respect the people that do. Like yeah. you know, it's hard. It's, it's it's it was a difficult transition. Very difficult transition. And I still have friends. I still have friends that work there, so I can't totally like <laughs> yeah. trash trash my old team. But um, so, are, are you doing YouTube full time, or you have another job? I, I do a few other videography stuff on the side. Um, you, you know, Scott Yaffe, Mr. Of course, he's PR been on the podcast. Scott Yaffe's yeah. been on the Digital Hospitality podcast. Former so guest. Going... We'll, we'll put a link to his. He had an incredible episode talking about you know, the evolution of what PR was when he started to what PR is with the internet world. You know, yep. the fact that the, the digital media team is now this entire department at the chargers, as opposed to, you know, one, one person, exactly <laughs> one person running a website, like one person cannot run an NFL website. Exactly. And, and I know that one person, it was uh, Joel price. Oh my God. Poor guy. Yeah. He's still there. Yeah. And he's still there, but, um, but Yaffe, um, you know, he's been, um, he was a mentor to me when I first started with the Chargers, you know, I was an intern under him and we've become so close and so great friends through the years here in San Diego. You know, we both left the team. We both all started our own thing. And every time he sees an opportunity where he can bring me in, whether it's doing a football camp or something that, you know, that uh, a company needs B-roll that he's doing work with, he'll bring me into that. 
So, uh, you know, I'm really thankful to have Yoff as a, as a good friend and he does know a lot about PR and, um, yeah, it's, it's awesome that, that all these years later I became a mentor and now we're like, we're practically flat family and we've traveled yeah. the world together. Like, like before when the pandemic hit, I was in Hungary with Yoffi. No way. That's really? How, yeah. What were you guys doing over there? Um, American football without barriers. Um, okay. it's a football camp that goes to countries that are trying to develop their football programs. Yep. And we bring 17 active NFL players and four or five uh, retired NFL players to these countries. And we hold a two day camp and do a bunch of like, you know, school visits, community work, and, uh, and, and also have a good time at the same time. And uh, I, I ended up becoming their social media guy. Okay. Um, because of Yafi. So and what's what, when you, when you get pulled into a project like that, do you, have carte blanche to tell them this is what I think you guys should be doing on social and oh, what's I your have, strategy free reign on, on America. So what's, football. so yeah. So tell me the strategy when you, when, you know, when it's, when they're bringing you in as a digital hospitality specialist, we like to call like somebody that knows what the fuck they're doing, but well, uh -huh. what's your strategy? How do you, how do you build a community for somebody on social? Here's the strategy. You have NFL players that are current that have markets on all over the United States you make them repost your stuff <laughs> or you 1000 you make and you just say afwb camp make sure you tag you're tagging us throughout this entire camp because that's what's going to grow that's what's yep. going to grow us and yep. um, you know we don't we don't as as the social media manager i do want to see numbers for the afwb camp but what what we do want to see is just the players spreading that word out there right because that that helps even more like well i mean i think that's important that's one of the things that we talk about all the time is it it has so much less to do with the numbers than it has to do with the relationship once you create the content the native video we talk about native video all the time and the only reason we learned about native video is because of all the incredible press opportunities we've gotten here in san diego but when you go when we got to go on fox 5 or kusi or cbs it was incredible experience. You know, we get five minute segment with the local news anchors and we're talking about Fourth of July barbecue. That's great. But then they're going to take that video. They're going to put it into a story and it's going to go live on KUSI's website. Well, that's great for SEO. It's, it's still phenomenal. But the gold is when we get that native video and then we repurpose it on our social channel and we put then we put it on our Facebook page and we put it on our Instagram account and we put it on our Twitter account because more people end up seeing that on social media than actually saw it on the news. And what you're talking about is that video, that content that you're creating, giving it to those NFL players who already have a social channel, letting them literally post the content that you're creating. Exactly. And I mean, you get Marshawn Lynch to post one of those. That's huge, big. huge. I mean, yeah. You get you, you get even guys like, you know, players that aren't even as well known. They they still have a huge following because, yep. you know, NFL's the, the people are crazy over NFL players here. So <laughs> big time. <laughs> so like that's that's my whole goal is always having them them do it. But at the same time, when I'm at these camps, I'm doing interviews with all of them, native video, putting yep. them on, you know, AFWB camps, Facebook because that's where we have like, you know, almost 10,000 followers. Um, and then the Instagram is also big, you know? So that's the two that I'm focusing on as a social media manager. I think that's the, the, the two important ones. YouTube, sure. 
I mean, it's hard if you don't if, like I ha they do have a YouTube channel, but, you know, you're not going to get that much views on there. So so I'd I'm love for you. Yeah, time. I'd love for you to talk about that, because that that's important. And, you know, for somebody like us that we tell people they need to be on every platform, it it's not possible to be on every platform and to do it very well. Like exactly. we break we break down the Internet as audio, video, written word and images. And all we care about is encouraging whoever's listening to this podcast to start to use that smartphone, because if you start to talk about cameras and editing software and, you know, all these different tools and microphones and how am I going to publish a podcast, it, it just gets way too complicated. Literally, we can build on the backs of giants and we can do it very easily. But sometimes you don't need to do it or sometimes it's not the right strategy. So why does, how does a YouTube strategy work for a business? If you were to go and consult with a restaurant business or any other small business and say, you know, okay, you do want to do a YouTube channel. I understand the, obviously I know why you want to do a YouTube channel, but what are the strategies that you would tell them to do? Um, you're going to have to have some, hire somebody that's, that'll only focus on that on YouTube because YouTube, a channel is it's, it's a job. It's a full-time yeah. job. And if you want that channel to be successful, um, you're going to have to constantly be consistent with what you're putting out there. And you're going to have to have an audience that's going to want to see it. But at first you still got to build that audience. So you yeah. have to figure out ways to build that audience. Um, you know, what, when, when there's like a small business that's trying to do all the different social medias, I mean, that's great, but that, I tend to see that people stop looking, doing YouTube videos when they're, you know, focusing more on, on Instagram, on TikTok or Twitter, because, you know, it's just harder. It takes a, lo a longer to make a video on YouTube. Yeah, much longer. It's long, longer. it's long form. It's long form. Yeah. And, and yeah. that's, uh, so yeah, there, there has to be a, a real commitment to YouTube. There has to be a real commitment to write a blog. <laughs> yeah. Right. There's yeah. a reason why people, they want to have a blog because it's great for search engine optimization. It's a great way to share your story, to be a journalist, but it's also a lot of work. You got to know what you're doing. And if you don't know what you're doing, then it's just going to be a shitty blog that nobody reads. Yeah. You, you have to know exactly what you're going to write and, yeah. and, and stay, stay within those, those parameters. Right. And it needs to be something that, you know, people that read blogs, you know, have seen have not seen or you know are expecting from you so so how much outreach do you do for your youtube channel or are you just doing inbound as far as somebody reaching out to you that owns a hotel or somebody that you know a, a tourism center that they want they found out about you how much is it are, are you getting all inbound now or are you still doing proactive like you know once a month i'm going to reach out to these cities that i want to go to and highlight i do a mix of it um right right now for me for my youtube channel it's the focus is san diego las vegas mm -hmm. so i'm focusing on both those now depending on how much time i have and you know how much um i want to reach out that's usually when i end up reaching out like for this barbecue video i was like i yep. need i want this video to be great and i want to show you know i want to show these spots so i reached out to all all four spots and all four came back to me. I was four awesome. for four. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And, but there's times where I just don't have the time and I was like, all right, well, I'm going to highlight these spots, but I, you know, I'm just going to go, go and do it. 
like do it all my own and you know so you just go there without contacting the business and just yeah maybe i'll talk to them a little bit when i get there i was like hey yeah. listen i'm doing a youtube video what would you like me to show and all that good stuff and and uh that that's that's all just because of time time constraints right sure but uh when i do want to get more formal with a video and and i know that there's potential like i need to really hone in on this video that's when I get like, I send out the emails. Um, but I'm starting to get a lot more like, yeah, I'm getting a lot of inquiries now. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. Um, and it's only around be, San Diego. I'm sure. I mean, if people are smart, once marketing departments and owners of businesses start to get smart and understand where the true value is, you know, back to how we started this podcast, the amount of people and qualified people and great people and people that are influencers in their own right that follow you and support you because they are willing to come to our business, which is off the beaten path in Spring Valley. I mean, it just shows what true influence is like when, when you build that community, that's the most important thing that you can actually be allocating marketing dollars towards. You know, the worst thing that, that I hear all the time is, well, what's the ROI, ROI of doing social media? What's mm -hmm. the ROI of posting on Instagram? What's the ROI of, you know, having a YouTuber come to my restaurant? Well, the ROI you actually have, you've gotten to the place where you can actually analytically show not only that, but you can have other business owners like myself that can even, which you don't even need. You already have the channel proof. You have the social yeah. proof, the digital proof, but should you want, you know, a business owner to vouch for you to a tourism board in Chicago, and you're pitching them on a hundred thousand dollar quarter of a million dollar travel package, highlighting all the best steakhouses in Chicago, uh -huh. you have that. Like literally exactly. you've built that work by putting in the work that you've done. So what is, what is Jcation TV? What's the, if, if you could have your dream, close your eyes, what, what does Jcation look like? My ultimate goal is to hit the hundred thousand subscriber mark. Okay. And, and when and do you, from, when do you, when, when is the projection? hundred thousand. If, if I keep rolling with the numbers that I'm going right now and I, and I stay on course, I could probably hit it by December, 2022. 2022 december 2022 probably that's and that, then that, and then what and then what oh, i'll keep doing it then now now it just becomes a like a full-time full-time job then then you start hiring people oh yeah now i start looking for an editor you know maybe, maybe start uh, getting someone to, to grow a TikTok and and start focusing on other other brands other parts uh, of other the business. other platforms social media yep. uh, platforms that i need need more uh more of a stronghold in because you know you, you never know. YouTube can be gone tomorrow. You Could know, be. You never know. Probably not. <laughs> probably I, not. Probably but, not. You know, that's why that's why you always hear, you know, I'll, I watch these YouTube channels called uh, there's a channel called Video Influencers. I watch them all the time. Really? Sean Cannell and Benji Travis. And they're people that are have been successful on YouTube, grown channels for like their families or for themselves. And um, what they always say is, you know, your brand is not just on YouTube. It's on other platforms. And, um, but you do have to focus on, on YouTube. So, yeah. uh, so, you know, you can't grow, you kind of have to grow your YouTube first and then, and then everything else. Everybody grows grow. in different ways. Right. Uh, sure. There's it's a recipe. All, Everyone has their own recipe for it's, success. It's a different, yeah, it's a different recipe, you know, for, for a dude like me, it's, it's harder to grow on Instagram. You know, I don't have yeah. uh, but as you grow your YouTube channel, you'll be able to grow on Instagram. Exactly. And I'm seeing that now. Like, yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm exactly. 
starting to see growth on my Instagram. So that's, uh, that's the next, that's the next uh, giant I'm trying to tackle on social media is Instagram. So how can I improve on that? What, what does Instagram want me to do that wants me to do more reels, you know, more, more posts, you know, stuff like that. But, um, but for now on YouTube, I'm enjoying the whole highlighting San Diego businesses, man. I'm real proud. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm born and raised here in San Diego and it really means a lot to me to show businesses around town that, uh, you know, that I've been going to my whole life and, and, and I want to see them thrive and I want to see tourists and locals come over there and, and, and give you guys love, you know, it's awesome. Uh, one of the owners, um, uh, Mark from Abby's barbecue. Yep. He sent me a DM like three weeks after that video. And he was like, dude, I've been counting how many people have come in here. And you know, they're a smaller barbecue place in Miramar. Yeah, sure. Um, sure. He said, he's like, I've counted at least 40 people that have come here because of that one video. And I was like, wow, 40 people. Like, amazing. I was like, is that, I was like, he wouldn't tell me that he wouldn't so, exaggerate that. You know what I mean? So our pit master, Gene Goykachea, the reason that we actually do barbecue, he actually was already a subscriber to your channel. Really? Before you reached <laughs> out, he's like, Jaycation. He's like, he couldn't believe it. He's like, dude, his videos are amazing. I watch all of his Vegas videos and all of the San Diego videos, and he's very particular. Really? We love Gene. He's part of the family, but he is very particular. So, you know, you've actually, you know, you have some raving fans that absolutely love what you're doing. And obviously the proof is in the pudding. I mean, you put your heart and soul into these videos. You take the time to edit them, which doesn't, which is a lot of work, um, but you're working on your craft, you know, and that's the exciting thing. Are you on Clubhouse? I, I was on Clubhouse when it when it first started. When uh, it first launched, you still you know, have a profile? I spent three weeks on there. I probably still do. You still have a profile? Okay. Every sure, Friday sure do. we do a 10 a.m. Uh, digital hospitality room, but I'd love to have you on as our featured guest yeah, um, to sure. give some of the uh, our clubhouse community. Anybody listening to this podcast, you know, every Friday, 10 a.m. Pacific, uh, we like to try to bring on, if it's not just a Cali barbecue media team with Toby and Ian and Stover and Kyle and Aaron, uh, we like to bring on one of our guests and uh, we'd love to have Jay come on and talk about YouTube. Hopefully we can get some other YouTubers in there as well. Um, because it's, I mean, it, it's just for us, it's a really cool place that we can actually bring the podcast alive. It's kind of like you're live, yep. you know, when you go live, you're able to interact with people that listen to your show, watch your show. And, uh, it's a way for us to anybody listen to this podcast. So, uh, we'll put links in the show notes. Um, where's the best place? What, if, what, what do you need? What is, what is something that I can do or our community can do for you? <laughs> Two things. Subscribe to me on Jaycation. Yes. YouTube.com slash jcation and uh yeah watch and comment on the videos and uh right now follow me on uh instagram jcation tv um i'm really trying to grow that i'm trying to get to that ten thousand mark there you go instagram because that's when you can do the swipe up stuff there you go and i'm trying to build that organically you know what i mean I'm there you to go build real ten thousand real, real people. people real people yeah. that's and what we're talking about Exactly. Well, Jay, dude, uh, I tell, I can't tell you, we were grateful for you, for the gifts that you've done, for the video that you did for the restaurant, um, for you taking the time to tell anybody listening to this podcast, why YouTube is important. Even if, even if they're not building their YouTube channel, there's YouTubers wherever they are. doesn't matter where you live in the world. There's YouTubers. It's easy to go on YouTube, search who's creating content in your village and reach out to them. Say exactly. that you've got something cool to go on and see if they're willing to come. What's the worst thing that they don't respond? Then hit somebody yep. else up. 
you know, this is a creative economy and so many people are out there um, doing incredible work and they're willing to help you fill in the gaps that you don't have. Not everybody's willing to go into selfie mode. Not everyone has to go into selfie mode. Exactly. Um, you can do it your own way, whatever you're comfortable with doing and whatever style that you see fit, you do it, do it your yeah. way. That's right. Well, you guys know, stay curious, get involved. Don't be afraid to ask for help. Um, hit me up anytime at Sean P. Walchef on all the social handles. I am weirdly available. And uh, if you ever need anything from me, don't hesitate to reach out. Jay, thank you for your time. Uh, we'll catch you guys next week. Thanks, man. And uh, yeah, thank you for everything you do. Boom.